Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I would love to introduce to you Sarah Santa Croce. I am so excited. You guys, we're going to talk about marketing, but we're also going to talk about heart-centered marketing. So over a decade of running a successful LinkedIn consulting business inspired a yearning in Sarah to create a global movement that encourages people to bring more empathy and kindness to business and marketing. Y'all, I I was sharing with her before we hit record, she's a perfect guest for us because uh, it's really that heart-centered approach. And I love what she says here. Uh, As a hippie turned business coach, Sarah has written two books and hosts the Humane Marketing Podcast and works with heart-centered entrepreneurs to question their assumptions when it comes to marketing and also to give them permission to market their business their way, the gentle way. We are all about personal brand here, Sarah. And just, I'm so excited for you to share more about that because what she does is she shares a fresh perspective and does not shy away from calling out things that no longer work for many of us when it comes to our current marketing model. Her clients often refer to her as the female Seth Godin. That's a pretty awesome reference there. So welcome, Sarah. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you, Abigail. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait for us to dive into all of it and and not just the marketing piece as we discussed. It's it's so much more, right? As heart-centered entrepreneurs, we bring our whole self to business. Yes. I love that. And so I'm very interested in the transition that you went through to get where you are, because I am going to say this gently, LinkedIn is not the most uh, heart-centered space on the internet. And so I'm very interested in how you made that transition. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And I think I need to even go further back into the hippie story because that's really where I, yeah, I had this, you know, often we have a breakdown in order to get to a breakthrough. And for me, it was a few years ago. So being in this LinkedIn consulting role, uh, having built the LinkedIn consulting business over time, and then really feeling like, oh my God, I just can't do this anymore. I feel like I'm trapped. I feel like I'm a misfit in this online marketing space where everything is about hype. And I felt like everybody uh, was wearing a mask to come to business and say, oh, look at me, I'm perfect. And this is what I do. And and so, um, yeah, really having this breakdown and realizing I'm not you know, this word authentic, I'm not really being myself in business. I feel like I'm hiding a big part of me in that hippie upbringing was part of that. Um, Like it really just hit me that for years, for over a decade, I had been hiding this story which is my origin story. And we're always now, we're always told, tell your origin story, but being on LinkedIn, it just felt like my God, I can never say that out loud. People will judge me. And, you know, and so I had to, yeah, go back and really go deep into what it meant to grow up in a community where it was all about sharing. It was all about collaborating. It was all about, um, you know, solving conflict uh, on a daily basis. And so when that happened, when that deep inner work happened, I then also realized 
actually, there's more. I don't want to be just a LinkedIn coach for the rest of my days. I really felt like if I was going to continue to be in business, what I needed to bring was a humane marketing revolution. So meaning we needed a different approach to marketing. There's nothing wrong with it, you know, per se. But what's wrong with it is how we started using it over the last decade or probably even further back. And so that's what I want to bring with, you know, more empathy and kindness is giving us entrepreneurs, heart center entrepreneurs, tools and uh, ways to actually, yeah, promote our business, promote our work, because we're all also change makers. I always say we are change makers before we are marketers. But in order to be a change maker, you need to market your business. So brilliant because there's definitely so many people who are, like you said, brilliant change makers, have hearts of gold, salt of the earth, whatever you want to call it, who cannot market themselves and make a living doing what they're so gifted at. I, I was one of them. I spent my first two years of business trying, like knowing I had a gift in coaching and writing and then no idea how to share that and mm-hmm. especially no idea how to make a living. So I'd have to go get a job, which is something that I think a lot of our people struggle with is, um, you know, having to have a day job to pay the bills, but then having this gift, talent, skill, passion, desire with no idea how to truly shape, package, apply and share it. And mm-hmm. so um, I would love to, like, I kind of want to get into some strategy stuff, but I I don't want to go there just yet. I wanted to ask you a personal question about when you were making that transition, what did you have to give up to step into the fuller version, the fuller expression of who you are? Mm, That is a good question. It's so deep. (laughs) Um, I had to give up, I think, of expectations of you know, the kind of the conventional idea of success. And so that's often how, you know, now I start to work with when I work with new clients is like, let's define your idea of success. And so that's what I had to do as well. Uh, Giving up uh, on, you know, having a huge empire where I was selling all my online courses and, and, you know, comparing myself to, you know, the gurus of this online world. Um, That's what I had to give up. And what I then had to also accept is I can do things differently. And that's another thing that humane marketing stands for. It's like, you got to do marketing your way, the way that feels good to you, the way that's aligned with you. And that unfortunately is sometimes actually a bit harder because Mm. it's easy to copy someone else's template or seven steps or, you know, sales script or whatnot. Mm. But the problem is it doesn't feel good if it's not aligned with our values. So yeah. I absolutely love it. And I also love how you naturally transition from what you were giving up to what you had to accept to mm. like call in because you create that void by giving things up, but then what, what shows up in, in place of it. Right. So brilliant. And I was listening to what you were saying and I was thinking of people who are out there dating too, or like us just, or parenting, right? Like that there's this expectation or this mold or the standard or these behaviors, these one, two, threes and ABCs and how to quote unquote, do it right. And um, I'm even thinking of when we're just breaking away from like family conditioning or traditions that 
aren't in alignment with our true nature, right? Or um, I think of introverts who 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 have been forced to be extroverts. Like it shows up everywhere in life. Is there we're breaking the standard, giving up expectations. I enjoyed what you were saying with marketing is like giving up the empire, the grandeur, the I'm so like, and I think social media does this to all of us in whatever way it applies to us is that we're supposed to be a certain way by a certain age with certain achievements and check, check, check on success. Like you said, had to redefine our definition of success. And so what a great invitation for our listeners to really take a look at like, whose success am I chasing here? Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's really and, and it's so important to, yeah, do that work on yourself first. And it reminded yeah. me when you talked about dating, it reminded me of um, this quote that I have in, I can't remember which of the books it's in, but it like this um, kind of parallel I make with getting clients that are not a good fit because mm. you're going out there having your mask on. Mm. Uh, I kind of made this parallel with the Tinder um, yes. network. You know, it's like, if you go out there and you're not really showing up as your true self, yes. well, then you get people who are not aligned with you. And so no wonder it never works out, right? So you really need to actually do that work first on figuring out, well, who am I really? What is my definition of success? What are my values, my worldview and all of that? And then the resonating happens before it just can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're reminding me of why things fall apart. And I know that like, whether that be a relationship or a business or a job or, you know, anything, when we set up this life based on the facade or, you know, whatever it is, that then anything inauthentic or out of alignment will eventually implode or fall away, right? Mm-hmm. And and we often are then launched into a time of grief because what we set up fell apart, but really it wasn't for us anyways. And so um, maybe you can help us avoid some of those implosions. Uh, maybe we can shorten the, the, cur- the learning curve here. Talk to us a little bit more about this heart-centered. How do we come from that place? How do we build a life from authenticity? What's your uh, say on that? Yeah, we kind of already hinted at it. It really starts with the the inner work. When I compared, um, you know, when I started researching, well, who's successful out there? And that could be in business, but also in life. Who's successful? Um, It was always the people who did that deeper inner work, Mm. who worked on their being as much as they worked on their doing. Mm. And actually the being is always much more difficult than the doing. The doing is easy. You know, once you figure it out, okay, um, this is what I need to do. Well, you just go ahead and do it. And yet in marketing, we're always focused on the doing. Mm -hmm. Everything you see out there, it's all about what else you need to do. And that gives a lot of... um, the sense of overwhelm for entrepreneurs. They're completely lost because there, there are so many marketing shoulds, right? Mm-hmm. Where actually the missing piece, what, what I think they're missing is to go and, and look at themselves first and, and mm-hmm. again, go back to this inner work. So mm-hmm. that is really, for me, the the missing piece. And when I looked at the seven Ps of uh marketing. So that's a concept that exists and has existed since the 60s. And I said, well, 
all of this is focused on the outer work, like the doing, but actually where we need to start is the inner work. And so I just kind of flipped it around and instead of, you know, looking at marketing as, ooh, who's our ideal client? Let me chase after our ideal client. Again, this Tinder analogy is like, well, let's find out first who you are and yeah. then bring more of that to yes. your marketing. Ooh. And that also really gives you the this kind of flexibility and, and this permission to bring more of your stories to your marketing, which you do so brilliantly. That's what people resonate with. Yes. Uh, people don't buy just your products or services. They, I say they buy into your worldview. They buy mm. into what you stand for. Um, yes. And so that's how you're yeah, that's how you're different from others, right? Yeah, I love that. Uh, you're speaking directly into Hearts Unleashed, right? Like is find out who you are and unleash that onto the world, right? And then those who resonate will gravitate. And I, so as I was listening, I wrote down self-discovery because I often share like, particularly I'm thinking of like our, our eight pillars of empowerment, which is a, a series that we have further back there's the shadow and the light. And I'm, I'm referencing for you in what you've shared with us so far as like that hippie self, right? Mm-hmm. She sort of existed in the shadows at the peak of your doing career. Right. All right. Yeah. And so, um, for me, same, same thing. Like actually my dad, I would, he's the hippie and I'm the one raised by him. And so like, I have a lot of those, uh, I lean towards like what people often call the woo woo and all of that, but I definitely hid out about that for a very long time. And, um, I'm specifically thinking for myself around like body sensuality. I was always afraid of, uh, coming across as like too sexual. Mm -hmm. And, um, really it's just about that full acceptance of the entire body and soul and really being, um, activated by that feminine presence and all of that nature. But I felt like there wasn't space for that in, you know, like you're saying, marketing or business or professionalism. In the tough world, yeah. 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 And yeah. particular being, um, being seen as like a role model, let's say, I wouldn't want people to think I'm set being sexual or sexualizing something. So I was always hiding this part of me. And mm-hmm. the more that I accepted it and the more that I was willing to share it, the more expanded I felt and the more authentic I felt and the more people did attract to that. And I wasn't selling anything. I was in con- connection and conversation with people. And I, I really have that sense about you and uh, the connecting with the hippie and letting her live out loud. And, and I wonder for our listeners, like what exists in the shadow that they can then bring to the light and or at least share authentically. Is is there anything you'd love to like add to that or advise our people, our listeners on? Yeah, what what that brings up, I was just working today on a series of emails about integrity in business. Um, because the first thing I had to really share with my community is that I'm not pointing fingers at people who were still kind of in this hype marketing uh, world because clearly I've been in it uh, for you know, a decade. And so I think what this shadow piece here really also means that we need to digest maybe some of these things that we have been doing because we have been following, you know, kind of the gurus and this and this marketing program where we were taught to do things a certain way. They never felt good. 
But yet we just thought, well, that's how business works. That's how I felt like for, you know, so long. And yet these things are just kind of like they created little coals, I guess, in our heart. And we're like, oh my God, I'm ashamed I did that. But yet, you know, maybe it was just about paying the bills or maybe it was just like, well, I wanted to sell my services, right? So I had to do certain things. So kind of, you know, just reliving maybe these moments and then letting them go and forgiving ourselves and saying, it wasn't me. That was that was not my true self. I can give myself permission to let that go now. Yeah. Thank you for bringing permission to let go of the old identity. I'm st- you had mentioned that before about what we're giving up and shedding and releasing. And sometimes we do have to do some dismantling uh, before we can then, you know, head. Well, I think self-discovery particularly is it's when we start to discover and like awaken and, you know, the layers come off and the awareness comes in. It's like, I can't even pretend like this is aligned anymore. It just becomes so almost painful to ignore. And so, um, is there any tips you would give to someone who's feeling resonating with this conversation and really ready to sort of step out as themselves and start to show up in a more authentic way? Yeah. The first thing I would always say it, it's awareness. Like you said, it's like, you can't unsee what you're now seeing. So I think the first step is you know, it'd be easy to say, yeah, start telling your story, but but maybe that's a bit scary still. So I would recommend just start paying attention to the marketing that you're exposed to and start saying no to things that don't resonate anymore. You don't have to be, you know, manipulated, shamed, uh, felt not like you're not good enough. All of these marketing techniques that are still being used you don't have to endure them. So basically first step is say no to those things. And again, don't point fingers or, or, or anything. These are maybe also just people like you and I who are trapped in this, you know, old marketing world in this bro or hype marketing world. And then once you kind of created this safe space, then it's time to, you know, again, go to the inner work and start sharing more bits and pieces about your story and how that relates to your clients and, and, and really, yeah, coming from that worldview point of view, it's like people buy into you and your worldview, not just your products. Mm, that's beautiful. And how, if if someone's really inspired by what you're sharing and do you work with people on a, in a group basis, on a one-on-one basis? What does it look like to enter your world? Yeah. So I have uh, the two books. That's always a, a great first yeah. place to, to get to know my hippie upbringing and, and how <laughs> I see the world. So uh, the first one is uh, marketing like we're human. The other one is selling like we're human. So when I wrote the marketing book, my people asked me, well, what about selling? We want to sell. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, I don't think of myself as a salesperson, right? I never yes. thought I would write a sales book. Yeah. But once I gave myself that permission, again, it comes with the permission. Once you really just accept who you are and 
how you want to do business or life, then this book just kind of came to me. And I'm, I actually co-created it with some people in my community. I said, look, this is the late, this is the content that we want in this book. And so I sat down and wrote it. So these, these are kind of the, the entryways. I also have um, a one-page marketing plan. That's also a good way to reflect on these seven Ps so that people can download that at humane.marketing forward slash one page, number one, and then page. And then, yes, I, I do, you know, one-on-one work, one-on-one work um, as a coach, as a business coach. And also I have a group program and um, yeah. I was going to say, where can they find you and connect with you? So the site is humane.marketing. That's the website. And then I'm I'm still hanging out on LinkedIn quite a bit. So if <laughs> yes. want to connect there, um, that's the best place to find me. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And I've noticed I'm still, LinkedIn was never something that um, I, it just didn't resonate with me, but I've been on there for other, you know, for marketing purposes or to really understand the whole world of social media. But I have noticed a shift in the, the LinkedIn world. It was much more blouses and ties and fluorescent lighting, uh, then, and there's been a shift in the way that people share even on LinkedIn. So I think that this just is a sign of the times in general, which is our, the awakening, the activation of our heart center, as opposed to that, that mind, all the mind. Yeah. It happened about five years ago, um, when the millennials came in and, you know, people are like, what is this like chamber of commerce type <laughs> social <laughs> platform? They're like, let's spike things up a bit here. And so, yeah, things just completely changed. And, and, and you really have now more of the, you know, authentic sharing, the personal sharing. And, and then there's always the ones who are like, this is not for LinkedIn, <laughs> but, yes. but you know, um, yeah, they, they'll, probably hang out in their own little group, but, but yeah. no, it, it, it really can be, of course, depending on who you work with, but coaches, I work with coaches and consultants a lot, or even, you know, life coaches, depending on who their clients are, right. If they're in a corporate career, right. that's the best place to find people still on LinkedIn. So exactly. it is exactly. a good place to hang out depending on your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Cause I think that it is, you said the authenticity is important. And then you mentioned knowing your niche is like, you can't attract them unless you know who you are. But then when you do know who you are, now you get to focus on who you're going to be working with and where they're actually located because, you know, Facebook, Instagram, wherever anyone's at, or let's call it, you know, real life, going to a networking event, we yeah. really need to know where our people are so that we can definitely target them more specifically and authentically. So I think that's great. Yeah, it's this intersection of, you know, who you are, what you love. And then, yes, of course, where your people hang out. Yeah. You still need to bring that message out somehow. Yeah. And, and and there's different platforms, but there's then there's also, like you said, different ways of connecting. If you like more and more people don't like social media at all, yeah. I think there might actually be a movement towards, you know, non-social media or just other smaller platforms. And, and I always say, find places that are non-business related to mm-hmm. connect with people. 
mm-hmm. because that's where the true authentic connections really happen. And it's okay. not about, you know, here I am and I'm selling this. It's no, more like this is a real heart connection. And mm-hmm. yes, I'm also, you know, a person in business, but that happens after. So you really connect first on that human level. And, you know, because you have something in common, I'm thinking a yoga retreat, a TEDx, anything like that. Um, Those are great places to connect. Yeah. Totally. I love it. And I've, I've really love, I feel, I feel very excited. Like I want to, want to jump off and go do some marketing or like, just go share a story or something. So thank you for um, bringing your brilliance, your unleashed heart, your, your humane approach. Um, it's, it's really great. It's very refreshing. And, um, I was just very excited to have you speak to our, to our community and our audience. So thank you for coming to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. Thank you, Abigail, for having me. This has been a delight. Yes. And hearts, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for opening your heart and your mind and your perspective to shift from hustle or achieve or show up and show out to really just knowing who you are and offering who you are and connecting with those who resonate and to live out loud and live authentic and truly from your gifts and your impact and who you know yourself to be and why you know you came to this planet for this round and to really live out loud as you are and make the difference as you are. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.